who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I wasn't invited to this person's birthday party after they ate my ass, but I feel like if you've had your tongue in my sphincter, then I'm coming to your birthday party. <laughs> I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that believes we should replace all guns with lesbians. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with comedian Honey Pluton. Hi. Yay. Hi. Looking forward to this. Well, first, we do have a couple of announcements. First, I'm putting on my Love's a Pitch show again during Pride, Pride edition at Come On, Everybody. June 23rd. If you want to be a contestant, go over to my Instagram at TGI Carolyn. There'll be a link to the form. Fill it out and maybe you will be crowned as Pride's most eligible single. Oh my God. It's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, save the date for that. Also save the date for July 2nd. We're not going to give the details away yet, but Melody and I are planning... I want to make sure we have everything confirmed. Okay. I'm so excited. I mean... It's uh, the best Pride hangover party you can imagine. And we're going to be putting that on at Good Judy, July 2nd. Save the date for that. Details to come soon. Also, sign up for our Patreon if you haven't yet. What are you doing? There's an episode out uh, every week. We put out an extra episode where we talk about uh, all the gossip in our lives. I talk about my open marriage. Ooh. We're talking shit that you all care so much about. But no, we really let loose on those. So join our Patreon, patreon.com slash diking out. You can also get ad-free apps. You can get um, virtual hangouts with us. Be on our Discord. <sighs> okay, enough of that. Okay, let's just <laughs> let's get into it. Uh, Carolyn, you're you're back in town. Finally, I'm back in town. Yes. How I'm dying to know what the gayest thing in Peru was for you. You know, I feel like there were so many gay things that happened in Peru. Was I the only woman not wearing a dress at this wedding? Yes. Uh, (laughs) Did it bring all the bicurious women to the yard? Yes. Wow. Yes. 
Yep. Yeah. At one point, uh, so my my sister-in-law got married and one of her co-workers was hitting on me throughout the night. And the second time that it was happening, uh, just showering me with, with compliments about how she really liked my personal style. And um, then Cecilia just walks up and she goes, excuse me, who are you? Um, because I'm her wife. <laughs> wow. It was pretty great. Yeah. You guys are open, but not at, mar- at weddings. Not, not at the no. sister's wedding. No, no. An open not. marriage, but not where other people are getting married. You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're not trying to influence any other marriages on the day But that's of. also the responsibility of a well-fitted suit. Like a woman in a well-fitted suit is yes. lethal. Like you have to hold that with you with pride. You have to know that people are going to be coming out of the woodworks. It's a yes. big responsibility. It brought me it out is. of the woodwork. I mean, before I realized I was queer, I was that. Why is there something about that style? Yeah, <laughs> There's something about this handsome woman. She's so androgynous. <laughs> yes. So, so there was that, and some other things that I'll talk about on the the Patreon. But I do think the gayest thing I did this week was actually on the plane ride back. I watched two movies, both really gay choices. One I finally watched ahead of the curve, um, which is about Curve Magazine and the mm-hmm. story of of how it got started and everything. Melody, I know that you've seen it. Yes. Past guest Amber Hikes is featured in it, and I was just trying not to cry. Uh, on the plane watching it. I got to rewatch it. I think yeah. we should do like a screening party uh, because sure. it, it's just so good and so important. Even you describing that documentary, like I have goosebumps, like definitely need yeah. to watch that. I think <laughs> yeah. also like there's just uh, like physical media, like magazines are now literally obsolete and that's really sad. And like there's right. so much of that that's part of like dyke history and lesbian culture. Uh, I have goosebumps I know. now. Totally. <laughs> right. No, like so- I have like little tears, little tears. <laughs> I mean, I was I was full of shame for a couple reasons when watching it. One that I hadn't seen it sooner, which I know there's no shame in that. People are busy, but like also I'm like this is such an important documentary. But two that I've never purchased Curve magazine, and I was like racing, be like, can I subscribe now? And you can't. So um, go on eBay. It sucks. Yeah. yeah, I know. I I was honestly on my to do list is like go on eBay and find old issues of curve and just read them because that is like all of our culture documented Mm -hmm. totally so there was that and then i followed it up with finally watching and this has been on my list for a while tank girl with laurie petty oh i love that movie it's so good she's so so weird in it that's one i'm now ashamed to not have seen and we'll yeah. add to the list the top. I mean, it's so fun and campy, but you know, like I knew, uh, like Lori Petty just gives off such queer vibes, but like I didn't know that she would like literally be like kissing another woman and also just have like kind of like this like playful, flirty relationship with with this woman like through the movie, um, just like uh, chaotic bisexual energy yes. the entire it's very film. like Julie Acker inspired like oh. I love yeah. it I love it <laughs> it's so good nice. so that's the gayest thing I did Melody what's the gayest thing you did while I was out of the country it was a pretty gay week I gotta say um, we had very warm weather while you were gone last weekend it was like close to 90 so I was on the fence about going to Reese Beach I was like I know it's not oh, even the season the yet <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, on you know, the, the bathrooms aren't open or anything. Like, none of the vendors oh, are there c- until after Memorial Day. Yeah. But uh, we brought some big old Yankees cups to pee in. Um, <laughs> there's like a wall. I'm like, that's what the ocean is for. I know. <laughs> but the water was so cold. I did eventually go in the water and pee in the ocean. But it was like Good, every every single queer was there and every queer was surprised that it was so jam-packed like Reese Beach as we know is on the Rockaways it's like a lot of families and at the very end of it is where the queer people go and it was like not that many people smatterings of families friends straight people and then you get to the 
gay part, not one square foot of available sand, like jam packed. I was, I didn't, I didn't think that many people would be there. And I thought everyone thought the same thing, ran into podcast listeners, ran into comedians. So fun. So gay. Uh, the next day we rallied the dykes and, uh, for Allie's birthday, we went to Benihana. (laughs) <laughs> what's gay about that it was a bunch of lesbians i'd never been to a benihana i was i i did not know what to what? expect uh, yeah never they i did feel like they weren't in connecticut have you been to any type of i've been um, to one hibachi situation hibachi, and that's yeah. like with ali's family okay. like i think they really like that in the south i don't i know i don't know <laughs> i grew up with like poor immigrant parents in connecticut i feel like there weren't any in connecticut maybe i'm wrong uh, benihana nah. specifically yeah, no, I, f- I feel like immigrant parents, like my dad would never, never choose a Benihana. I no. also have immigrant parents and we did not go to Benihana. Okay, yeah. Thank right. you. Yes. I thought it was like an Indiana thing. I would go to Benihana when I was like um, kind of corralled with my friends growing up who were richer than I was. Exactly. Yeah. It yes. is expensive. Yes. Totally. Yes. Um, Dinner and a show. W- truly and we were stuck in the last available table where none of the air was circulating like just homophobic okay um but they put the lesbians in this kind of secluded not exclusive not like a private room because there were those um area so hot um but what i do like about benihana is i think that's the only restaurant in New York, you can go and truly stay for three and a half hours. Like (laughs) where else can you do that? You're always being rushed out. Right. I don't know. We were there with Alina street from lesbian bar project, her and her partner, Alex, they're French. They were like, this is how it should be. And this is how it is like in Paris. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, Benihana, very Parisian experience in only that we were there for three and a half hours. (laughs) Right. Right. Peru, the same thing. Like, not only is it, like, very, very long meals, but it's very late. Like, the night we got there, we hadn't even got our food yet. I'm like, why am I so hungry? And it was, like, midnight. I'm like, why are we getting dinner this late? (laughs) Like, a family dinner. Anyway. So, (sighs) Benihana, um, what else was gay about it? Is the the onion volcano is kind of vaginal, right? Yeah, there's definitely... It looks like a clit. And, um, no, it was... All bisexuals, lesbians, genderqueer, like everyone was pretty much a dyke except for my one friend, Julia. And Allie gave a speech at the end. We made her um, and she started to cry about how she's like always wanted a group of dykes for friends or a group of, you know, just sapphic energy. She never had that in her life. And then we have our one straight friend, Julia, there. And then she (laughs) like had to pause and be like, and women. Um, And then Julia (laughs) after that was like, thank you guys so much for letting a straight person come. And we went, no, you're bi. And she's like, I am bi. And then she took that opportunity to like come out. Um, She's always fantasizing about women. I know she exclusively jills off to dyke porn. She has an arrangement with her boyfriend, or at least she used to where like she can have sex with women when he's out of town. You know, like it's like an LGBT stands for Benihana. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, The, yeah, the bite jumped out of her and it was delicious. Beautiful. I love that. Wow. Look at you doing so much for Benihana erasure. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's something sapphic about Benihana because there's something sapphic about watching, watching someone cook for you is yes. sapphic like yes. i just feel like the chef is inherently lesbian coded when you have like an <laughs> audience of people watching you cook like that's dykey to right. me right i agree you know it's Ugh. like when like a dyke like assigns herself the role of like grill daddy over the summer you know, she's <laughs> flipping the hot dog she's making sure the burgers are cooked you can like, just use my name it's yeah that's totally. right. i'm yeah. like i didn't know she's if here. you were the grill daddy but uh, that completely fits of course <laughs> yeah in your overalls <laughs> it's actually a grilling apron no oh just, no nice. imagine imagine if i just wear my grill apron <laughs> eventually that would be a look fashion week <laughs> well well we gotta know honey okay what's the gayest thing you did this week the gayest thing that 
I did this week is the gayest thing that happened happened to me this week, which I already tweeted, but it just really deserves to be repeated over and over again, which is that my ex's best friend's dog unfollowed me on Instagram. <laughs> 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 and I was like, Hetty, I thought we were cool. Like, I thought that we had something. It's not wow. that the ex unfollowed me, not, not the ex's best friend. It's the Instagram the ex and her wife make for their neurodivergent poodle unfollowed me on Instagram. And I okay. obviously know that because Scorpio Stellium, I'm, I keep tabs. <laughs> I like to know where I'm at with everyone. But I guess Hedy Lamar was like, I'm done seeing your <laughs> content about how you're doing whippets alone watching Jeopardy. Like, I don't <laughs> want to fucking know that. And I'm like, fine. Wow. Okay. So sorry to hear. So they both follow you? Yes. Wife, best friend, and ex all still follow me. But the standard poodle put her foot down. And you can't come at it because it's like, so I'm a neurodivergent minor. Okay. Absolutely. What can I say? <laughs> Literally. I know she's on puppy Prozac. So I obviously unfollowed too, because let's just kind of be squaresville. But I was very, very, I was um, affected. Yeah. Yes. The gayest thing wow. that happened to you. Right. And then the Valid. gayest thing that I did, uh, is probably my big gay show that I do at Come On Everybody on the second and fourth Mondays. I yes. had my show Honeydew, and that was super gay. I would say that was the gayest thing that I did to the world. I call my show um, a mass transitioning event, um, <laughs> as well as a mass mobilizing, homosexualizing event. I want yes. everyone to come out. Um, gayer than when they entered. Right. Love it. Yes. In Great. such a gay Doing space. Of the yeah. gayest. The glitter, curtains, it's yes. so good. I love it there. How's that been going? It's been going really well. Um, there's, it's just like fun to have, as y'all know, your own space to play and like explore with comedy that isn't just like doing your reps and trying to, have seven men think you're funny you're on a lineup with yeah i'm like this is just right. like our space to have fun yes yeah i love that absolutely yeah i mean we met in a male-dominated open mic um, totally i know but <laughs> y'all do you still run it on wednesdays oh i had to jump ship totally that oh, there's no way like, like once the, the nazis showed up melody yeah. was like i, I think my time Nazi. here is tough. no i can't because i remember going on a wednesday being like i want to do like a little three minutes i'm gonna see melody and i can't wait to see her and then i was like turning the corner and you weren't there which led me to the conclusion that you had fled the scene of the crime absolutely and i was like she's so smart she's brilliant she knows her boundaries and i'm gonna do the same bye i was so excited <laughs> to meet you and then i like immediately misgendered you from the stage and i was like this person hates me um i like really wanted to ask you to do the pod and i was like i need to wait a while have some cool time totally yeah i'm such an idiot um i mean it's just like i have boobs shit happens obviously i believe that like people should grow their imagination and like see a um, breasted person and just understand that I'm like a Pegasus, you know, mm -hmm. it's like they have boobs <laughs> like, and they're whatever they are. Exactly. Uh, I'm so glad we got here. I know. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. All right. Where do we even start? Even though I feel like we're already deep into it. <laughs> right. Where do we go from here? Oh, we have been diking out. I am looking at the doc melody. You have eating ass written down. So <laughs> that seems as good a place as any. Oh, my God. I was just scrolling your TikTok. And yes. um, one of your pinned TikToks is hilarious, obviously. Thank and you. it's about how we really need to let go of the fact, not fact, the notion that eating ass is kink. Totally, Explain. totally. And you go this through your bases, right. which are so important, and I need you to regale us with. I, okay, so on the last Honeydew that I did Monday, I did a segment in the middle where I brought up nine different comedy tropes that I don't have 
jokes on to see if I can find any inspiration in the pedantic to like riff on or have my own joke on. And then one of them is eating ass because okay, I used to have a joke in like 2016 about how I wasn't invited to this person's birthday party after they ate my ass. But I feel like if you've had your tongue in my sphincter, then I'm coming to your birthday party. Like, I've been talking about this shit for years. That's but not your dogs. No, you know what I mean? It's like, hello. So, but now I just think that, like, it's become so, like, harped on with straight people, especially guys being like, do you hear about this? They're eating ass nowadays. Yeah. As if, like, the Greco-Romans weren't doing it, like, a batrillion years ago. Like, it's just, if we, as humans, we have holes, and every orifice <laughs> is going to be tasted and, like, mounted in some way. It's not novel. It's not kinky. It's, like, it's just a, it's a hole. You know what I mean? So I say... That eating ass is queer first base, mm-hmm. and that second base <laughs> is Dionysus hero worship. And I don't remember what I said for third base, but to me, home base, like all the way home, is asking your partner what their last name is. Yes, that was uh, my favorite. <laughs> because, like, I literally, do, I just, what my bestie just texted me yesterday being like, my girlfriend just asked me what my last name was. And I've known her for literally six years. I was like, yeah, because how am I supposed to know? Yeah. And I guess extra innings would be having your ex's best friend's dog and follow you. That's, no, that's days. like yeah. overtime. That's like <laughs> last shot before the buzzer. That is like too much, genuinely. So no, eating ass is not kinky. I think that we can all like... I, I also think it's so, like, sex negative, too. One of the other tropes that I had during this bit is the very, like, cishet stand-up comic concept that you just have really bad sex all the time. Like, I don't feel like I have jokes about having sex because I just have really good sex and that's, like, not funny. Like, I don't want to go on stage and just be like, dunk, like, I come and I fuck, you know what I mean? But there's so much, like, trial and error in, you know, like, straight women. Like, he can't find the clit and I never come. Like, that's such... And, like, all all of my dates are horrible. That's such, like, an umbrella of what's commonly spoken of but then to me the natural logical extent is to just like be gay and like live a little and convert (laughs) and do better but they're like that would be disgusting because vaginas are terrorism oh my god okay it's not it gets better it's do better now literally it's not it gets better it's just evolve evolve baby like i completely believe in you so i also just think that like you know, eat, saying that eating ass is kinky is literally sex negative. Like, it also is just a major affront to to the kinky people out there, you know, to the kink community at large who are, like, hanging themselves from meat hooks. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, yeah. not even touching genitalia. Like, well, that's what's <laughs> actually kinky is when you're having sex and no one's genitals are touching. That is kinky. Ooh. Right, you're you know just like I mean? naked and covered in baloney. Totally, literally, <laughs> yeah. you're just like making yourself a human ham sandwich. Yeah, totally. That's right. What I'm you're into. covered in like latex. Like that's really what's kinky when you take genitalia out of sex. And I'm not even that kinky. I'm very like, I want to come and make someone else come. But you know, sometimes we can like have a little fun with other things. And I also try to get out of like coming is the goal mindset in sex. Right. But sometimes it's the goal. You know what I mean? Yes. But sometimes it shouldn't be the goal. Sex can be whatever. Yeah. That's making me feel so much better about my SSRIs. Absolutely. Zapping my sex drive lately. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, if you, you need to get like roped up Shabari style. Like if you can't like come, then you need to be like wrapped like a sailor's knot. (laughs) <laughs> hanging from some like hot dom ceiling like that is sex hot hot <laughs> there's so many ways to have sex that's all i'm saying but i'm also like deep sagittarius like a handshake can be sex eye contact can be sex my like i don't believe in really defining anything 
I love that. Yeah. That's love all it. they talk about. It's straight hack at this point. But then in the comment section of every like Comedy Central clip on Instagram, it's like girls only talk about sex. That's all they talk about. When literally I just scrolled on my Instagram through all these stand up uh, reels on my feed of like mm-hmm. dude, straight dude comics. I know. Oh, my and God. Why are you self-harming? I don't know. <laughs> every why? single one was about balding. That's all <gasps> straight dude comics Wait, that's talk so about. Funny because Claire Austin Smith has a whole like new bit about this. Where, oh really? Yes. Where where she's like, cause she heard that this guy comic was talking shit about how same thing like all girls do is talk about their vaginas, and mm-hmm. she was like, all men do is talk about balding, even if they have fucking hair. Literally, it's <laughs> like get something to talk about. I also think that like we're so saturated with content at this point it's kind of impossible to not be hack when like we're just constantly having like everyone else's experiences and ours regurgitated back to us. We're just going to talk about what we're experiencing. Yeah. But I just like my heart goes out to straight girls that don't come. Like that's really all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I'll never forget a conversation that I had with some straight friends from high school and they all seem to be unsure of whether or not they'd orgasm before. Oh my like God. I've been there at yeah. all. That's and so I'm like, sad. I'm like, if you don't know, no, mm-hmm. no, you have not. Totally. Um, That's not right. Yeah. I mean, this was years ago, so I'm hoping that that since then, but, but it was, whew, it's I'm very like, telling. It's very, yeah. very telling. I had a roommate yeah. who said she just doesn't. And like, so I'd be in the apartment knowing full well when they were doing it and just just knowing <laughs> that it's not happening would frustrate totally. me she's like i never do and i don't think i ever have and maybe i just never will and it's like oh god you you could totally do better it's, you could because it's both like i do believe that probably most of our anatomies are like they're kind of set up to let us come like in some way we have these like pleasure points but yeah. i'm assuming your roommates was straight Straight and not asexual, I'll say. Totally. Right. So the, I'm I'm assuming there wasn't um, curiosity from her partners to find how that could be possible for her. Exactly. Heartbreaking. Genuinely mm-hmm. heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Well, thank God we're gay, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Love it here. Love that. Love it over here. Happy Pride. Uh, are you? How's your? What's your Pride forecast? What's going on? Are you going to do it? Mm fascinating okay to me i'm already kind of i like i think pride hack is now being like capital one lgbt it's like we all already know that do you know what i mean like we it's like that was so last year so i'm excited to see what the new um pride inside joke is for all gay people yes um i'm assuming there's gonna be like um, all of us coming together to decide to elect who we think is a closeted bisexual. Like, I really want us to like <laughs> dig deep in history, like Anthony Hopkins. Like, I don't know. It's like, let's like go into the vault and like force someone to come out for pride. Yeah. That's my forecast. Like I'm really, we need sick. a new Baba Duke. Exactly. And it's, and it's Anthony Hopkins. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm excited to see who the new Babadook is. Like maybe it'll be Clippy, you know, Mr. Clean. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really, I'm like genuinely looking forward to see how we all laugh together at something over Pride. But I'm, I'm definitely- so nostalgic for Babadook Pride. That was to me, uh, we, we peaked. That we was peaked like, yeah, 2018. That was a really good Pride. <laughs> definitely. Um, I bought tickets to some parties. I have two shows. I have friends that are going to be in town. Um, I am, I'm excited. This is like, I'm excited. Like, let's do it. We didn't get to have a pride last year. Last pride, I was still in Seattle and the clubs were open and my friends were setting up a giant underground rave underneath a bridge. And then my friend goes to start setting up, but then the spot had already been taken over by straight burners. So it was going to be that this is like, trans queer rave and like she goes to the spot and there's like people like white people swinging poi and like hula hoopers okay so like burning i was like bernie bros burning man enthusiasts okay totally no it was a bunch of people being like bernie can still win (laughs) (laughs) no so it was a bunch of burners so then that spot fell through and it was really sad but then i still had my molly so i just took my molly but it was during a heat wave in seattle 
And I will never forget, like, coming down around nine in the morning and it was already 105 degrees. And we were all, like, outside. And then I was, I have this, um, I have this piece of clothing that's in quotes. It's kind of more like a concept that I wear sometimes (laughs) that's just a car seat cover. So it's like, so like my head goes where the headrest would go. And then it's like long in the front, like an apron. But then there's no, but in the back, there's the, like my ass is out. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. We need a picture. Yeah. we. I, I can visualize it, but we need a picture. Can we post when it? When we put this episode yes, up. And you yeah. can absolutely okay. post it hundred yeah, percent. Great. Um, and it says cruising. Cause I used to have this show called cruising with my dead name, which is very, you can find that. I'm just not going to say it. Um, mm-hmm. So I would wear that at the show. So I was walking home from my friends coming down off Molly, 105 degrees in my car seat cover ass out. And there was, this was also the summer that I was haunted by crows. So, so there was a crow (laughs) following me for every block that I was walking, barking at me, like letting me know how much of a fucking like depresso failure I was about to be letting me know that the earth is running out of time because it's June in Seattle, Washington, and it's the highest degree it's ever been in the city's recorded history. And I was like, it's just me and this crow boulevard of broken dreams walking (laughs) back to my girlfriends. So I'm excited for this pride. We're going to do it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like I want to be on Molly, but not having like a, Hamlet type situation with a crow. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Macbeth, no. rather. Macbeth. I saw Macbeth in theaters after n- not knowing anything about the play, thinking I would just get it, and I did not. <laughs> the the Francis McDermott? Yes. One that just, okay, yeah. I had also, that was like my um, first exposure to Macbeth. Like I'd never read it. It was like Mm-mm. one of the ones that I didn't read in Same. school and then didn't bother to see. Um, and I was like, this is cool, but I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> I do not know what's going on at all. I bet a bunch of people dove into it after, yeah, Chris Rock said it in a theater, which you don't do. And then right. harm came for him. Got cursed. <gasps> it's a mm-hmm. Wow. I missed yep. that. Wow. Yeah. Let's take a quick break here to tell you about our sponsor that's making us sparkle this pride season. It's Ana Luisa Jewelry. They make quality jewelry at fair, affordable prices starting at $39, and they have new collections out every Friday. Not only do I love so many of their pieces, but I really love how high quality it is for that price. My ears, they're easily irritated by cheaper homophobic materials, but I can wear earrings from Ana Luisa for days with no problem at all. And you can see me wearing my Capricorn necklace from them on my Instagram because I wear it almost every day, no lie. Also, their products and packaging are carbon neutral, which we love to see. Go and browse their site because we have a special promo for our listeners. It's shop.analuisa.com slash diking out and find something you'll love. You'll get 10% off your purchase. Again, that's 10% off at Ana Luisa Jewelry. Head to shop.analuisa.com slash diking out. There's also a link in our show notes. Okay, who's ready for a true story? When I entered my MFA program this fall, I knew I was going to have so little time for cooking. So I wanted a solution that would let me have tasty, healthy meals in a flash so that after class, I could still have time and energy to be gay. So I signed up for Factor, which ships you ready to eat meals that are chef created and dietitian approved. They're fresh, never frozen, so all you have to do is stick them in the microwave for two minutes, and then they're nice and done. Um, The weekly menu has over 35 options. The salmon entrees are always my personal favorite, but they have um, a lot of things you can choose from, options for different dietary needs like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. They also have add-ons for when you don't need an entire meal. Um, I tried some good cookies and some jerky. Uh, No prep, no mess, and when I looked into it financially, which was one of my main concerns, it was actually less expensive than uh, takeout and honestly really close to the cost of buying ingredients at the grocery store down my block in New York City. Uh, And then I saved a lot of time. So to me, it was definitely worth it. 
Did I mention that the meals are also really delicious? Like I've yet to try one that I didn't like. So if that sounds good to you, I think you should give it a try too. Head to factormeals.com slash dykingout50 and use code dykingout50 to get 50% off. That's code dykingout50 at factormeals.com slash dykingout50 to get 50% off. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Are y'all gonna do it up for Pride? What's on the agenda? I did it two <sighs> up last year. Like... It yeah, I'm already was exhausted. Mayhem. Okay. Got it. Um, like all the parties, all the drugs. I mean, I I thought I did Molly at <gasps> Poppy Juice last Pride. And what was it? And it was a little thing called Tusi. It oh, was offered wait, to me. B or Tusi I. Oh my God. See, you're the person to talk to and help me figure that out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, tell me. Yeah, yeah what, what was it like? Honey's who manufactures the, the Tusi. I am in my lab. I'm okay, in my lab. It was pink. Mm. What did it feel like? A friend of ours, Brian Bahi, um, offered it to me and was like, okay. it's pink Molly. Just it's pink Molly. I'm like, okay. oh, beautiful. Great. Why not? I was like it Molly. in a I like capsule pink. or was it like a pressed pill? It was powder. Oh, and then you, did you what'd you do with the powder? I fingerprinted it. Okay. Like, and then you put it like on your gums. Yeah. And, and then what did it feel like? I felt like a dance machine. Okay. Um, and I felt like I couldn't sleep for the next, you know, calendar year. Totally. And- <laughs> totally. I'm like, this all seems good. I'm no, like, what was what the was crash bad? was so bad. Oh, like it was right. the worst because I don't really I used to in my early 20s like dabble, but I don't really do like a no, lot of Molly anymore. Totally. Or sass, like and all that stuff was kind of in my past because um, I have really bad depression. I really 100%. need all yeah, it's, the it's serotonin. Totally. Yeah. So I was dancing until the sun was out and when I went home I, I could not fall asleep I had to host a pride show <gasps> at Caroline's Comedy Club in Times Square that night and no. I just 
I could I barely got a nap in. I remember waking up and just feeling like so low. I literally I wept on the train <gasps> up to pie. Times Square. No. <laughs> Wait, it was very Also, what wasn't it a pride show that was headlined by a straight Yeah, it was woman? so weird. Oh god. Harrowing. It was so, it, it benefited the lesbian bar project. I think this girl had her breakout Caroline's on that Sunday and had no idea it was pride and suggested that they partner with lesbian bar project because they knew it would get people out and tickets sold. But it was so strange because she headlined and did like an hour of, you know, aggressively straight material for the lesbians that did come out. Like I had assumed she was at least a little queer. And um, I remember being in the green room and like we we asked her finally we're like are you like bi or queer because she said she had this guy she was sleeping with who was coming and we're like okay well what's your deal though and she's like oh i'm not gay but i i am a gay icon and i was like that's the one thing gay icons don't say it's like unless you are literally the ghost of judy garland like i need you to not say like self-identify as a gay icon please yeah and then so i somehow host this show while wanting to die and i i finally make it to the headliner i introduce um, uh before i introduce her she grabs my arm and pulls me down and goes i'm really nervous that the front seats aren't filled and i'm taping this you have to sit in the front can you sit (gasps) in the front table and i was so out of it like (laughs) normally i'd be like no (laughs) like that's not not. what we do like I'm going to go get my free meal and drink in the back darkest corner I could find. Yeah. (laughs) And disassociate. (laughs) And so she had her friend who was in town grab me and was like, we got to do it. Um, And we, I fully sat in the front row at Caroline's sweating bullets, crashing, continuing to crash from the two seam and melody. That's trying not to cry. (laughs) Like, and I, at one point, I eventually just got on my phone. I couldn't not be like I no, was texting friends. To. I was I didn't realize I was on another pride show that I was like actively canceling. I was just and then I just started scrolling Instagram like I, I couldn't be there. I couldn't no. be present. No, so no, no. I was so rude of me. But it's also very rude of a comic to ask another comic to sit in the front fucking row for an hour. That is right. such a faux pas, especially yeah. and like it's like it's not you're not friends. You no. don't have a pre-existing relationship. That's don't know literally her. tacky as fuck. Yeah. Also, don't ask for favors from a queer person during Pride Month. Yeah, right. literally. End of story. <laughs> day. And right. then I I, I remember yeah. googling, uh, being like, okay, I feel I don't. I've never felt like this. So I Google pink molly and it's 2c and it's 2c and i find out it is not just molly it has molly but it's also has viagra okay whoa it has cocaine okay and it has cocaine wait i just said cocaine Cocaine. twice you know what it does have cocaine (laughs) both types and and that's what i'm really harping on because i that's why i couldn't sleep no what's the fourth thing i gotta i gotta is it dmt no no like no it's yeah no ketamine ketamine oh ketamine Ketamine. got it oh so you were getting stretched every way in every single direction and then i was so low for truly like three to four days after and i that's the last time i did like hard no that's intense okay so y'all are doing pride this year at home you're knitting (laughs) you're watching the golden girls you're doing happy hour i'm I'm leaning in a little bit more this year. Like there there was a moment where I just remembered like how tired I was last year and just thinking about June and getting tired. And my wife was like, what if we just like go to France for the month? Um, Cause my dad, he lives there and he's not going to be at his place for that month. And we're like, Oh, we could just stay yeah. there and just miss pride but then i'm like what am i doing like i actually do have a lot of fun at pride i do love it um i love performing on pride shows all of that so i'm kicking it off with going to girls in wonderland in orlando uh what even though well girls in wonderland it is a uh four-day lesbian circuit party basically (gasps) it's like the florida dinosaur oh my god i've Um, never heard of this hell yeah yeah I went last year for the first time. I'm going again. I made so many friends. I had 
uh, the best time. The Tampa Bay's are going to be there. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm partying with Shayla Cuppy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm completely sold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you can probably still get tickets, and yeah, so kicking it off with that, and just doing uh, a bunch of shows and a bunch of different kinds of shows, comedy shows, queer dating show. Um, I'm doing a show in Rochester, New York, Hot. just spreading the, the pride around. To <laughs> I love that. Spread it. Smaller, Spread it yeah. thick as far yeah. as it can go. Yeah. Rochester could use a little bit more pride. It needs I mean, a little bit. I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm staying local just yeah for the guilt bookings, uh, the queer guilt bookings from the straight producers getting a lot of those oh (laughs) Allie and I are doing a weekend at the comedy bar in Chicago uh the weekend of the of June 19th I think yes if any Chicago listeners are down two shows Friday night two shows Saturday night oh they will be there yes I want to go to that new uh dyke bar in Chicago nobody's darling Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be doing. I'm I'm doing pride, but yeah. I'm We're without the tusi. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm missing. I'm missing the dyke march though. Oh, dang. which I'm upset about because even though last year we've talked about this, the dyke march last year was a little weird. Why was that? <sighs> we don't have to get into it. Wait, I'm like, wait, why was it weird? Because I, as we know, was I was Riding on a motorcycle, a motorcycle up front. Um, because I won a raffle you were for, a bike on a bike yeah oh I literally, my god wait you were you got to be a dyke on a bike yes okay that's literally so monumental like that it should was, be one of your credits yeah <laughs> i know the sirens like, motorcycle club uh rode with sheila the president i mean it was incredible the only thing i didn't like is i all my friends were actually marching and i it was just me and sheila Behind i love sheila right. but i was like what's that's going on back there intimate. totally yeah. yeah um but it was so much My fun. My girlfriend has a motorcycle, so we get to be dykes on bikes as often as I fucking yes. want. Oh my God. Love. Hot. Love. Nothing better. Yeah, it was my first time on one. It really is. It's sexy. It's arousing. Uh, simply put. <laughs> but what was so, problematic, except for that one sign we saw that said white dykes do better with no comma? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny i That's know so i had to funny. start doing yeah. stand-up about it because i can't stop thinking about it no <laughs> it, it, the theme was like black dyke power but it there weren't that many black dykes there totally yeah so there's this inherent awkwardness in that and then just to have a march of like mostly white people yelling about black dyke power like so everybody was like kind of muted like nobody was sure like what should we be saying you know where like past themes are like immigration rights and like (laughs) things like that that um i i don't know it it was just kind of weird and i know that like for parts of it i was um like i was with valerie complex past guest of the pod and she's like where are all the black people why do i feel yeah alicia noticed that too yeah so everybody was uncomfortable it's just like unless you're doing the work to make sure that that community feels safe and is interested in being a part of your event then it's just really performative to like have mm-hmm. yeah like, also like black dykes are not a theme do you know what i mean it's like yeah i think that yeah. i think that was that was a little bit the feeling and and like i'm sure that they went about it like i know that they try to um be like very inclusive and intersectional in in their planning at least from my, what i hear i've never been involved in in the planning of the dyke march but um just I, I think the intention was good. It, it just didn't turn out great. So that was like totally. the first like March that I was like, mm, okay, so I hope it, it's better uh, this year. I'm sad that I won't be there because I have that show in Rochester, but um, yeah. Do we know the theme this year? No, I don't. Mm. Can't mm. wait to find out. I think yeah. the theme should be um, eating ass is not kinky. <laughs> there we yes. go. The theme should really be like more kink at Pride. That's yes. normalized the eating ass. Yeah, yes, more absolutely. kink at Pride, please for sure. Less surnames. The theme should be like bloodlust or like dungeons. <laughs> yeah, I think that would work. I'm into that. I mean, you, everyone's already wearing leather harnesses. 
more right. than any other protest. I know. March. I'm like, we're starting early. We're starting early. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hmm. talk about you had a podcast with your ex. Let's totally. talk about that. I yeah. know. I think that I really exes. Like, was exes so... should be the theme of the Dyke March. Oh my, oh my gosh! God, so March with funny. your ex. Literally. Everybody would be so passionate. Yes, March with your ex. That is so good. It's like and, and be handcuffed to them. So yeah. it's like a little right. kink, a little kinky, a little <laughs> a little dungeon. The Hulu password you still share with your ex is the theme <laughs> of yeah. the Dyke March. Absolutely. I know. I was so excited when you asked me to be on the podcast because I. Used to have my own dyke podcast called Hot Takes with Hot Dykes that I ran with oh, my then yeah. partner at the time. And then we broke up and we tried to keep doing it for seven-ish, maybe a little bit less than that, like f- six months after we broke up. What were but, those episodes like? What was yeah, the energy? It was really depended. Was there a vibe shift? <laughs> it really depended. I think that we didn't take a break from breaking up to stopping or it's like doing any episodes we also had a patreon there was definitely for me at least a financial element where you still want to like receive the money that you get from this artistic endeavor and you don't want to disappoint your fans like so but it's just so intimate like as you two know like doing a podcast is so intimate it's such a time commitment I have to like go back to the apartment I used to live with them to record these episodes. You know, there's history in the walls. It's like I think that we were both professional enough that while it was happening, the vibe shift honestly was way worse when we were still together when we shouldn't have been like those maybe like five, four months of podcasts where I was like. I need to fucking break up with you, but I'm not like that was definitely the worst vibe shift. But then I think we were able to pull it together for a couple months, but then it really just started to devolve when all of like the processing and healing that you have to do in order to like be okay with yourself, let alone with each other, you're delaying because you want to like get a fucking podcast episode out. It just is not realistic. And then right. I really do believe that dykes are too close to their exes too quickly. I yeah. think that you need a year, especially the way that like At we least. love as dykes. You need a year where you're yeah. not talking. You don't you can like you can do the unfollow on Instagram. You can do whatever you want, but it can even be way more cordial and way more casual. I just think that you need a year off to like call yourself back to yourself before yes. you start becoming friends again. Yeah. So right. th- the podcast that I had with my ex was like such a labor of love and it was so intimate and we did it for four and a half years, mm. but then eventually you just have to like, you have to make more room for what comes next versus this like instinct that I definitely have Venus and Scorpio to like collect all lovers throughout infinity. It's like we it's like and that it's like if you really do want to be friends with your exes, which is so beautiful and something that I think we all deserve. Both of you owe each other the time to like just not fuck with each other. Right. Did you have that moment that I know a lot of couples have where they try to be friends too quickly and um, there is like because they decide to to break up like after the few days of initial sadness, it's like, oh, we're getting along along now because there's no longer this tension of like, are we going to break up or not? <laughs> and then days. it's like, wait a minute. Should we be together again? Because now no. like things are great. OK, no, I know that's so common, but yeah. I never I, I don't do breakup sex. I am not once I'm done. It's like like the sword has sliced it and you are yes. now like a eunuch to me. Same. It's like, yeah, we, I've never done I, breakup sex. I have never had breakup sex. Obviously Same, no. do you, but I really haven't. No, I think that what it, I think that the, well, the dynamic in our relationship is that I didn't always feel like I had autonomy or the ability to like fully express myself or like, and I was like responsible for this person and this, really intimate way. So once we broke up, there was almost, I needed to like detrain myself that I was able to like be mad at them or be annoyed or feel like dissatisfied 
So all of that just kind of comes like flooding back into your body where it's like, I don't want to be like with someone that I feel like tense around or like snippy or I'm like snapping at someone because that's really like my own responsibility to like set up the boundaries in how I want to be treated at the end of the day. But no, yeah. there was no there was no breakup sex. Well, but did you have I, mutual right. friends? And how do you I'm thinking about that lately? Because I have oh, yeah. um, some friends that are a couple that are it's very clear that it's about to end. Totally. Um, and there's really? a lot of yeah, I, mutual I know friends. Who, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know who you're thinking about, but like you think it's. <laughs> Carolyn to the finish line. Fucking messy totally. ass Carolyn. Uh, yeah. Um, and <laughs> uh, it's like, what about that then? Like when well, you all have the same friends. It, what about that year? We didn't have mutual friends, mm, you yeah. know, and that was also a major thing in our relationship is that they didn't have their own life. That like I was responsible for a lot of like the day to day of how they existed. And that's something that we've processed since breaking up is that they're like, I, li- I entered this relationship and was so fulfilled by it to a point that nothing else existed. And that's just so unhealthy. So, but it's like now it's like, but also it's like, I fucking love them. And now I see that they have like friends and they're in a new relationship and they're starting us. They're starting astrology school. Like it really was detaching themselves, like from me as life source provider that forces you to have the life that you genuinely want, which is one of like, diversified interests and people and relationships that's not just this like insular codependent lesbian hive mind yeah and now in my relationship that i'm in now we do have mutual friends but we have we have so many worlds outside of each other too which is now like a non-negotiable i need that yeah you, yeah. you learn and you go you learn yeah i don't think i've ever gotten upset in terms of like the division of friends after a breakup like I'm pretty understanding like once I think I I had friends that felt like they should still be friends with both of us um and then they asked for my address because they were getting married and then I never got an invite and I'm like oh okay they realize that they don't that it 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 shouldn't be me and my ex-wife at the wedding, like less totally. than a year after right. <laughs> getting divorced. And that's fine. I respect that. I have two best friends now that are exes. And I just also think that like the clunkiness and the awkwardness is yeah. just a part of it. And inst- it's yeah. like instead of like trying to smooth that out and iron it and like tie it up in a bow and be like, we're fine. Let's just admit that breakups are so messy and like grief filled and awkward. And there's going to be like resentment and anger. And then it's our responsibility as like queer people in a friend group to like hold all of that and find ways for it to make sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's my favorite way to to lose a friend is via breakup because then I don't take it personally. I'm like, exactly. oh, I get it. You can't be friends with both of us, and like, right. you were closer to her. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. That's fine. It's like you, or you other way around. It's like you just liked me more. So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I think that like the lesbian breakup is so forlorn. Like a sapphic breakup is so Victorian. It lasts for years. <laughs> I, I think I've said it's contagious. Before, no, literally once one person does it, I the know. trickle down is major. We're, we're going like, through that right now. No, there's it's yeah. happening right now. Uh, especially yeah. it's about summer. It's like about to get hot. Everyone wants to yep. be single. Yeah. It's so real that way. I think I've said on the record that a lesbian breakup has the capacity to collapse an empire Like, it's literally like the falling of fucking Rome. Every time one of these dykes breaks up, it's like you have to, like, call in your vestal virgins to, like, tend to your fire while your, like, heart is aching. And then there's so much that you have to um, negotiate and decide around how you're going to share space. Or a pet. Or a fucking pet. (laughs) Watching that go down right now. Literally. And but then it's to me, it's more reason why... When our American empire falls, obviously we will give ourselves over to lesbians 
because we have the conflict management skills. <laughs> we know how to do negotiations. We, we, we want things to be fair for all parties. But it's intense because as dykes, it's like we just share so much of ourselves. It's so it's just intense. There's hey wardrobe. Who's close? Oh, my who's. God. It's yeah. a lot. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm just remembering last year, Pride, we had our, our Pride show um, at Good Judy and then uh, got a message from a, a friend that their uh, their girlfriend of, you know, five years ha- had left. And oh, my shit. wife and I were like, we know what to do. Yeah. Picked her up, drove her to her house upstate. We're like, okay, uh, wh- like, what do you need? We're going to make sure you eat. No, We're going to take you the on the lake. We're gonna... is <laughs> yeah. so instantaneous, genuinely. We know yeah. what to do. It's like, it's like cooking, we're going to take you hiking. You co- right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You, need, you need to go on a hike. You need to be on some water. You need, you need to, to have fed. a glass of natural wine. We're going to pick sure up your I have dog. Like an old Xanax yeah. I can give you so you can fall asleep. You have the loose pills. Yes. There's always a loose. There is a loose pill for a heartbroken lesbian like there. Is that like we need a community fridge, but just for like old Xanaxes that heartbroken lesbians can have? I'm like, scattered I think around Bushwick. Make, like, please, I think that would make a world of a difference. I'm still contemplating just like turning our house into this like desert hearts retreat for, for lesbian breakups during oh uh, Pride. That is so beautiful because my wife and I are really good at it. I think, I think we're bedroom. really good at uh, what are your signs? Uh, I'm Capricorn. She's Sagittarius. Okay, great. So, oh my God, that's such an odd couple. That's hilarious. I know. Everybody says that's that. That's so funny. I don't know if I could ever date a Capricorn. But I also think that Capricorns, too, are very like, I don't care what you do. Just don't get me involved. <laughs> Capricorn stellium. What up? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So I think that that's how it is with my friendship with the Capricorns, where they're like, just do whatever it is that you feel like you have to do. Just like, don't make it my problem. And then if <laughs> Sagittarius can do that, then it can be successful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I, I give her like a lot of freedom to, yes. to do her own thing. But then like sometimes she... She needs like a little grounding. She's like, totally. yeah, that's like me and my Gemini. Like, yeah. <gasps> Ex- yeah. Oh my God. Wait, are you a Capricorn too that's dating a Gemini? Yeah. We both have unusual pairings as I Capricorns. Know, I was Sagittarius dating a Taurus, which is also kind of unusual. Oh. So See? she is, she's just always like, just remember to like come back for me. Like just remember to like <laughs> circle back and scoot me up. Cause sometimes I also want to come. It's like, just wait two <laughs> minutes before you start like ricocheting down the street screaming. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'll yeah, do that. I love I've you. I have Venus and Sagittarius if that oh, means anything. Great. So you're like so. a little bit of fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. a little fun. <laughs> Just, Just a little, little bit of fun. Yeah, not too much. No, because then that's a lot to clean up. Then you're really tired. Yeah. You can't have that. Yeah, not too much, just to see. Fun. Yes. Exactly. To see fun. That's what I'm cooking so, up in the lab so. is to see fun. I trust yours. Thank you. <laughs> you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> well, we do have to start wrapping up and uh, not just because I have to go get uh, STI tested. What's Amazing. up? Amazing. Sexual Good health. Got to keep on top of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, any any parting words of at, well, we do have a final question, but first, any parting words of advice for dykes at Pride? Mm, okay. Obviously, stay hydrated. Um, don't do drugs alone. And if you see your ex on the dance floor, just don't talk to them. That's just don't. Because you dance will. with them, just don't talk. Yeah, just, it's like yeah. share space, but just leave them alone. <laughs> just leave them alone. You you don't need to get back together with them. Just leave them alone. And if they try to talk to you, turn away. Say no. Oh just my god. Don't. Yeah. Just don't say no. That's my advice. I was at a party once where somebody's ex showed up and was like texting them the entire time being like, I see you with that girl. And no. I'm like, what? No. And then no. <laughs> honey would say, no. just block him. Literally. Yeah. On the spot. Bl- block. No. At the party. Learn block. to say no. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Have them watch you throw your phone in the garbage can. Okay. Yes. And then Melody, do you want to ask our, our final question? Yeah. We're very curious. Is there a part of straight culture that you would like to appropriate? Anything oh. from straight culture you want to claim and take and run with? Hmm. Okay. I think 
straight girls are, I see this at work all the time because I work in the East Village at this natural wine bar. So there's lots of like girlies, like girlies are coming. And I think that girls are really good. Straight girls are really good at taking cute, non-inebriated pictures with their friends like all of the pictures with my friends are like after we've taken the yes, pill or like I was after just the fifth shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it, it's like they take their pictures before they start drinking. I take them literally every shift. So I want to appropriate straight girl taking the cute picture with your girlies before you start getting smash wasted. I love that. Wow. I am the same way. So good. Squinty eyes and everything. Oh, um, literally like a lopsided smile, drooling, <laughs> like disheveled. Like we all are like, we're like flushed and red and sweaty. Yes. Like I yeah. want, I am like asking the waiter, can you take our picture? That's yes. what I'm appropriating. A gay yeah. person yeah. has never done that. We have never <laughs> flagged down a waiter being like, can you take our picture? I would rather actually die. That's so mortifying. <laughs> but I think I need to start doing it because I need yeah. pictures with my friends where we're like presentable to the world. Yeah. Yes. That's so, we didn't even do it at both. Benihana. We no, took the craziest selfie yeah, around like, this huge ass table. <laughs> totally. Where it's mostly just someone's elbow. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so blurry. No, I'm going to start asking the waiter. Can you take our picture? That's what I, I love that. Appropriate from straight culture. Me too. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Speaking of orifices, plug your shit, please. Okay, great. (laughs) So I have a show every second and fourth Monday at Come On Everybody. The next one is June 13th, 10 p.m. And then June 27th, 10 p.m. It's so much fun. Um, Link in bio. Follow me on Instagram at Honey Pluton and follow the page at Honeydew Comedy. Um, I want to have both of y'all on ASAP, obviously. Yes. But you should come. It's a really good time. Yeah, come to hang out anyways. It, Please. It looks so fun. This has been so much fun. It was so, so much, fun. much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I literally had a blast. Oh, me thank you. too. I was just going to say, blast is a great way to describe this. Well, you can follow us at Diking Out, everybody. You can follow me at TGI Carolyn. And I'm at Melody Kamali. Yay. Thank y'all for diking out with us this week. See you next Tuesday, baby. Remember, everyone, to check out our sponsor at shop.analuisa.com slash checking out for 10% off your Ana Luisa jewelry purchase. That's A-N-A. L-U-I-S-A dot com slash diking out. In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging to mental health, to courage and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real. It's intimate. And it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down. No filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Reppin ensures that every voice is heard, every story is valued, so be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Reppin wherever you get your podcasts.